Well, hello, City First Church family. We pray that everybody had a merry and meaningful Christmas. And we want to thank you all for joining us today on the very last Sunday of 2020. Can hardly believe it's the last Sunday of this crazy year. And you know, it's been such a crazy year. We thought it'd be really good for us since we've journeyed through 2020 together to gather together in our homes, online, and just reflect on this year. And we've got our amazing friend, Pastor Ryan Leak, who's gonna be a part of this with us today. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm so glad to be here. And we're today we're gonna be recapping yep. different segments, different messages from 2020. Although it's been a crazy year, there's been a lot of great yeah. things that have happened this year as well. And there's so many messages, sermon series, moments that we've even had online together that sometimes you just forget, you know, uh, the, the time space continuum of 2020. Yeah. I'm like, did that happen in March? Did that happen what in June? Is it's it? kind of like, is it? yeah, yeah. It's, it's all a blur. So I think it's, uh, it's always good to just take a moment and really remember. And so we're going we're gonna to look at some highs, some lows. We're going to look at some highlights from today. So what, what's sort of the first recap? We okay. should probably start at the beginning of yep. the year. Yep. And what was the first series of the year? So in January, we did 2020 Vision, which is, you know, everyone's doing it. It's clever. Sure, sure, 2020, sure. it's 2020 Vision. We right. talked about how important having vision for this year is. But man, we had no idea what was coming. We didn't have the vision no to see the global pandemic that no we would idea. be in. Yep. So, okay, what was maybe one of the things that caught you most by surprise in 2020? We're saying we didn't see what was coming. What did you not see coming the most? The NBA being canceled. Okay. The NBA, that, 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 that's, where it got, that's where it got real for me. Right. You know, it was like we had seen things like Ebola, H1N1. Yeah. We had had different yeah. scares, and I thought, it won't go that far. Right. And I, I thought, okay, we'll, we'll be very precautious. Yep. They'll, you know, fear will kind of circulate. But once the Nike store closed, that made me depressed. <laughs> and also when, like, the NBA shutting down and right. then all, I mean, think about it, no Olympics. Yeah. Like, that's never happened before. So just uh, that, that was, I mean, I, there's no way that I think anybody could no. have predicted that. No. And, and again, we were told, Stay in our homes right. for yeah. two weeks. Uh, you know, Jer says it best. It's been it's been a long two weeks. Yeah, it's been so, a long two weeks. But we so made yeah, it through the two we weeks. Made it through. We're at the end of the year, yeah. and it was after 2020 Vision that we launched our theme for the year, which mm -hmm. was greater. Yep. And you know, we talked about how. Jesus must become greater and we must become less. And man, wasn't that a perfect description of 2020? Everything yeah. we found our identity in, yep. so much of the activity, all stripped away. And we really were able to. It was a re-gift, something that you didn't think you wanted, but yeah. you found a way to, you know, find sure. our identity in Jesus. And so we've got a clip from Pastor Jeremy um, talking about greater, and we're going to go ahead and take a look at it. Well, I think you probably have figured it out by now because I'm literally wearing the hoodie. The theme is greater. And this is what it means. That in 2020, Jesus must become greater. And we must become less and less. We're going to do everything we can to make him greater. It's all about him. Sometimes, and I told this to the staff over and over again throughout the years, sometimes when people give uh, testimony videos and they talk about how Jesus has changed their life, um, they'll sometimes say, you know what, and, and, and I came to City First and I found home and, and all of that. And that's exciting. That's good to say. 
All right, it's good to say you came to City First and, and guess what? You found home and you were welcomed and, and everything. But can I tell you something? At the end of the day, we need to all know this. City First hasn't changed your life. Jesus Christ has changed your life. City First is just the vehicle. City First is just the church. Guess what? The only one that can change your life is Jesus. So guess what you did? You found Jesus at City First. Does that make sense? So this isn't raising the name of City First higher. This isn't taking a ministry and elevating it. It is taking the person of Jesus Christ and in Rockford, Roscoe, Rockton, South Beloit, Beloit, Machesney Park, Loves Park, Cherry Valley, North Fort Myers, Cape Coral, and everywhere else, Hardy and Dixon. Guess what? We are not lifting up the name of City First. We lift up the name of Jesus, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Almighty, the one that can change your life. In February, we had a relationship goal series, which none of us knew we were going to need that much help right. with relationships because we yeah. didn't know we were going to be spending that much time right. with people in our world. And we didn't know that we would be distancing ourselves from some other people. And so, so that message was incredibly yeah. helpful and we didn't know that we were going to need this. So we may need to, we may need to go watch that whole series yeah. again. <laughs> it's so true. So helpful. Um, relationships, so much strain on relationships, but also so much growth for relationships yeah. this year. And also in February, we hosted our very first ever Night to Shine, which is yes. a prom night centered on God's love for people with special needs. And it was so awesome. This is before we were having to wear masks and stay six feet apart. And just to see how kids came that had special needs, young adults, adults. Um, and it just, uh, for a lot of them, it was their very first prom experience. And they got to get dressed up. And uh, it was an amazing night of celebration. So let's go ahead and take a look back at Night to Shine. March, we moved to what we like to call a prophetic series, yep. which was called March Madness, yeah. which was incredible. I don't know how Jer knew that we would be having such March Madness. Yeah. I don't think he knew. You think he prophetically knew? You think God told him that we would all be trying to get toilet paper <laughs> at a high level, which I still don't understand. That. No yeah. one has explained right. that. The sanitizer, I, I ended up getting like jeans oh, for yeah. some reason at, at Target. I, I was just there, there so much. But it was such a great series because it talked a lot about stress and anxiety. Yeah. And I want you to take a look at this clip because I think um, this was one of the highlight moments from this series called March Madness. Americans today are filled with more stress, worry, and anxiety than ever before. Just because our days, weeks, and schedules are full, doesn't mean we are. In this series entitled March Madness, we encourage you to lean in as we discuss how to have a meaningful life filled with peace and purpose amidst all the madness. Okay. 
Many of you recognize these folders. These are like manila folders. You use them in offices and such like that. Do you know that in our lives that we have a lot of open folders? Like in other words, things that maybe, you know, still need to get done that we think about all the time. It's all of the things that we need to do. Like for example, I need to get home and I need to cook dinner. Uh, my son is not doing well in spelling. Um, you know what? I have an expense report due on Tuesday and I'm a long ways from having it completed. I have a medical bill due next week and I don't have money. My kids science project is not anywhere near complete and I got to figure out quantum physics all of a sudden. Online, I need to pay the credit card bill. The dog is out of food. My car is almost out of gas. I have a client flying in from California next Friday. I need to host them for dinner. I have a kid's lunch card that needs to be refilled. I haven't exercised for two weeks. My spouse is starting to get a cough. I don't want to get sick. And pretty soon, what happens? We have all of these folders that are open. Do you know that the average person has 150 open folders in their mind at any one time? 150. And you know what happens? Your life starts looking like this, and you're thinking about this, and you're thinking about this, and pretty soon your thoughts go into the basement and it looks like this, and guess what? You're stressed out of your mind. That series was so good, I think you should go back and watch the, the whole thing. What, something else interesting happened during that series. Yeah. It was the first time that we, even just around the nation, were told right. we can't go to church. Yeah. And it, it was the first time you're realizing, like, okay, we, we, have, to, we have to do church just online. Yeah. And uh, I actually was scheduled to speak. <laughs> Remember that? I was yes. scheduled to speak. I want to say it was either the weekend we closed or the weekend Right before, right before. it. Mm -hmm. And I remember being on the phone with you, Jerry. Yeah. I'm like, hey, um, <laughs> the NBA just shut down. Right. I don't like, cause we were like in the moments like, no, it's not going to get that crazy. Right. And it was just like, I'm like, dude, I don't know. I mean, like we were really trying to be, be in that moment, but I just, I loved uh, watching you guys, you know, even from Dallas, watching how you guys rallied and everything that you were doing for yeah. the online service. I especially was impressed with everything that you guys put together for Easter. Um, oh, it, w it was just so cool. That was awesome. And so uh, even as you were leading the creative team in that, what was that process like? Yeah. And, and how did you come to, to the ideas that you came up with for Easter? Yeah, man, that's a great question. What a wild time. Mm -hmm. Like it feels like March was yesterday and a year ago all at one time, same with Easter. And you know, as a pastor on staff, like I've never been home on an Easter Sunday. So same. that was very strange. Oh, yeah. Um, but we've got such amazing creative people who are part of City First and everybody being at home, I think we also want to do something special for Easter. Uh, you can't go out, but we want to bring something special to everybody's homes. And so uh, we had a special service and Sharon Irving was with us and we sang the song, The Blessing for the first time, which what an incredible song is amazing that. Song. And I think mm -hmm. during a year where it feels like there's so much coming at you and you're shifting and pivoting and there's so much fear 
year just to seeing God's blessing over everybody. And so we actually want to go back and we're going to watch that again. And as we do, I want to encourage you to take a deep breath and just remember that God is for you. God is with you. As we wrap up this year, He's been with you January, February, March, April, and He's with you right now, and He will be in 2021. So let's go ahead and listen to this song. Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Thank you Lord. Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. We receive your peace, God.
I love that song. So good. And you know, soon after Easter, we launched into a new series that was called Crisis Fatigue. Yes. Which felt so appropriate because we thought yeah. we were going to be in a crisis for two weeks. It had been months, um, feeling in relationships with Zoom calls, all of the things. And you actually spoke a message during that series, Crisis Fatigue, on relationships, which was so helpful for all of us. Still oh, is helpful fine. if that's you want to go back and watch it. But actually, we've got a clip uh, that we want to take a look at now. So let's go ahead and check it out. Our way is overrated. Our way is overrated. My way is overrated. I mean, like, the thing, the way I do things, it's overrated. I have a way of doing just about everything. I, ha I have a way of washing the dishes. I have a way of folding clothes. Uh, I have a way of scrambling eggs, changing a diaper. That is vastly different from the beautiful woman I chose to marry. And here's what I have to remind myself of often. I have a way, but it's not the only way. Some of us find ourselves frustrated in relationships because we're not getting our way. But our way is overrated. And for those of us that are gifted with lawyer-like argumentative skills, we can figure out ways to get our way. And here's what happens over time when we win the argument and get our way. We lose the person. Whether you're single or married or somewhere in between, I believe this verse should be one of the mantras of all of our relationships. It's Romans 12, verse 10. It says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Your relationship should be one massive honor competition. If you're committed to trying to outdo her in showing honor, and she's doing the same thing, you'll be fighting over who gets to do the dishes and who gets to do the homeschooling of the children. And your arguments will be like, wait, we're arguing about who gets to serve the other person. When two people commit to playing this game, the relationship wins every time. Outdo him. Outdo her. You should be asking yourself on a daily basis, what can I do to honor them? Sometimes that means apologizing first when it might be mostly their fault. Sometimes that means appreciating them first. When they haven't affirmed you in years, when you're single, sometimes honoring them is being intentional with the relationship and calling it a date, not a hangout, not a game night with some buddies. A lot of times, it means we're thinking of them above ourselves. 
when it felt like everyone was already so worn down, yep. um, then the nation really entered into a different type of crisis. Right. Um, and I'll never forget May 25th, the day that George Floyd was murdered, and um, how it just arrested everybody's attention and how the nation responded. Yeah, you know, that was, that was such a, it was like everybody kind of got used to pandemic life. Right. It felt like people were kind of getting in their quarantine rhythm, yeah. a quarantine routine, mm -hmm. if you will. And then it was Ahmaud Arbery, yeah. which was like, okay, what what's this? And then it was Breonna Taylor. And then it was, and the political narratives were just starting to kind of boil up a little bit. And, but that, it really awakened a lot of really great conversations, yeah. I think, around the nation and more people, while there are people that you will still see very polarized against each other, that they're very far apart on some of these issues, especially around race. I feel like as a nation, we made progress this year. Yeah. Um, through unfortunate circumstances. We, some of these conversations were forced, yeah. but I think some of these conversations were also necessary. And I just love, um, you know, my friendship with Jer, yeah. obviously for, for a very long time, we've been able to discuss diversity mm -hmm. and race and we've done so uh, publicly on the stage. We've done even more privately. Mm -hmm. And so I just appreciate City First's leadership around some of these subjects. And this year, uh, one of the highlights was uh, a good friend, Jimmy Rollins uh, of, of City First Church. Yeah. Uh, him and Jer sat down and had a very powerful conversation. And we, wanna, we want you to take a look at this clip from that conversation. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing, buddy? It is good to see you, my friend. How is everything over there on the East Coast? Uh, well, what's going on, Pastor? And I don't think it's ironic uh, that we're in these COVID craziness streets. And I believe... Uh, that the church doors aren't closed. The church has been commissioned to go. And the problem is, if I'm honest with you, Jeremy, many of our leaders, we've looked at uh, the crowd inside. The only compassion we have is the crowd inside the four walls of, of the church. Mm -hmm. And so our wins have been how many people come to church? Well, that's no longer the win because the church doors have been closed. I believe that COVID-19 has put a spotlight on what it's like to be the church and not go to church. That's right. And so the churches that are going to, to, to be a part of the conversation and going to endeavor for unity and are going to serve their city, those are the churches that God is going to use in this season uh, to give a voice to and to give influence to because guess what? The church inside the four walls is never going to be diverse until the church outside of the four walls that goes to work every day, that gets on the metro every day, yeah. that goes to the soccer game every day, that they breathe and live diversity and unity and endeavor for it. Because here's the deal. We have to really, really recognize that the local church will never be diverse until my life's church is diverse. Such a powerful clip from Pastor Jeremy and Pastor Jimmy, and so grateful just for the conversations that we're able to have as a church. And you know, Ryan, as we're heading into 2021, uh, what are some things that we can be thinking about so yeah. we can continue the conversation? I think that's so important and continue to make yeah. progress and see difference. Well, I, 
one of the things I want to encourage everyone to do is not wait for a crisis to do what you think is the right thing to do. So Does that make sense? So I'm, I'm the type of person who is engaged on social media, right. but social media doesn't run my life. Yeah. So, but it is a very, it's a, it's a news source for a lot of people, but I'm not waiting for the news to be intentional. Right. And so what I've appreciated about us as a culture yeah. is we've gotten so creative in, in being able to gather people yeah. and we've figured out ways to reach out to people that look differently than us, that perhaps vote differently than us. I believe we've we've crossed over into some some spaces that maybe normally we wouldn't. And I, I would encourage us to continue doing that. Yeah. And and in that spirit of of creativity, I think we we have to continue to to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So I, I just appreciate all of the different things that City First didn't stop being the church. Yeah. And we, we saw that in so many different things this year. And what what would you say would be probably your favorite favorite event that you mm. had to come up <laughs> and make something happen? Yeah. yeah for it to, to be pulled off? Well, such a great question, such a great perspective. And you know, I just am so grateful. Pastor Jeremy and Jen in their leadership, right. is just, they're just phenomenal. Yeah. And so every time there's a problem, they rally, okay, how can we bring a solution? And so I probably have a lot of favorites. Um, you know, we did a Champions Club drive-through into all the right. homes of everyone who's part of Champions Club ministry, because um, that's especially hard for them when they're at home. Um, all of the individuals who are more vulnerable and at risk. And so yeah. we brought the party to them. They couldn't yeah. get out a lot. And that was so special. Uh, we did original women's conference online for the first time ever. And it was just fantastic. We had thousands of women who were yeah. a part of it. I uh, love that. For Mother's Day, single moms, we did a drive through They can come, get meals for free. Uh, when the hospitals were overloaded, we did park and pray, and people would That's come awesome. into parking lots and awesome. pray for people to be healed, pray for you know all of our essential workers. And then we also did a prayer and worship night multiple times, and we gathered in the parking lot, set up some you know speakers, and just worship together. And such a great reminder of what it's all about. Yeah. You don't need lights. You don't need all, to know all the words of the song. We're just right. we're just there to worship God. He's bigger than COVID, bigger than anything. And so we actually have a clip from some of these events that took place during 2020. I look at it this way, God never forsakes us. And no matter what's going on in this world, God has always been there for us financially, emotionally, mentally. We just enjoy it. Just, you know, just having to trust and put our hope in Him instead of putting the trust and hope in the world. Worship just it quiets your heart, it calms your mind, and it, it just brings me back to focus on God and all the promises that He has for life. And it just makes me realize that I just have to raise my hands to Him and just give thanks. This is people loving on one another, and it's people that are, that are taking their time out of their day. I just am thankful for them. I'm thankful for this this church. Uh, the folks here were being so kind and blessing the, the people in the community that were in need. I fall into that category now, but to be able to, to have staple items like this is just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I'm very thankful for the church community here. We're keeping our faith strong and true in the Lord, and uh, we'll get through all this.
Jesus in His beautiful, beautiful love for her calls her daughter, meaning this, this is your identity now. This is who you are. You are my daughter. So what do we learn here from our girl? <laughs> She's desperate. May we have a desperation about us. He will draw all people to Him. That's why we do it. We're not just doing it. We are lifting the name of Jesus up. We are sharing the love of Jesus. We are loving people the way that Jesus has loved us. You know, it's been incredible to see what technology can do and the reach that City First has. Online ministry is great. You know, we had to figure out how to ungather and move everything, you know, to yes. online. And then we had to figure out how to regather. Right. Now, Cape, they got to open like in May because, like <laughs> I said earlier, COVID doesn't really exist right. in, in Florida. And there's no shade to, to Cape. Uh, but then we had to figure out how to regather right. uh, in the state line area. And so coming up with all of these CDC videos and figuring out all, yeah. all of that, you know, what was that like? You know, it's crazy. It was a lot easier to ungather than to regather. Sure. Because in March it was like, okay, we're off to stop, stay home. And now it's like, okay, you can come back, but you right. have to follow all of these guidelines. Oh, right. And obviously for Pastor Jeremy and Jen, you know, right. safety is a priority. So we're like, if we're going to reopen, we want to do it right. Of course. Um, of course. But I remember, you know, the day that we were filming the video about all the ways that we're going to make sure church is a touchless right. experience and safe for everybody. And it was kind of one of those out-of-body experiences where you're like, I never in my life did I think that we would have to be making a regathering how-to for church. Right. Don't forget your mask. And so, right. you know, we want to go ahead and take a look at this video. Hey church, Jen and I have some exciting news. Now before we get to that, I just want to say something. We have missed you so much. We love you and we know this has been a crazy season. So thank you for being patient as we have navigated this unprecedented time. This place has not been the same without you. And our teams cannot wait to see you again and to finally meet some of you in person that joined the City First family online over these last couple months. We are so excited to welcome you home. And if you are not ready to come back yet, that is okay. We encourage you to continue to gather with us online each week, especially if you or someone you know is immunocompromised or vulnerable during this season. Yes. And don't worry, all of our services and all of our resources, including our City First Kids at Home experience, are still going to be available for you and your family to engage with online. Now, for those of you planning to join us in person, we want to show you how we are preparing for you. So come on, let's go. Well, you guys, like Dear said, we have been preparing for you. When you come through the doors of City First Church, you are going to be greeted by some of our amazing serve team members who have a smile on underneath that mask. We've also been sanitizing 
anything and everything for your arrival and will continue to do so during your visit. Plus, you guys, we have hand sanitizer for days. That's right. You know, at City First, we say this all the time, that we are not just a friendly church, but we are a family church. And COVID has not stopped that at all. In fact, we have some of the friendliest people that will be greeting you every single week here at City First. Our greeters are amazing, and they will give you an air high five on the way into the auditorium. You guys are going to notice that when you walk in the main auditorium that certain seats and rows have been closed off to ensure social distancing. We want to make sure that we are adhering to all of the CDC guidelines. And you guys, the main auditorium here at our Spring Creek location is actually the second largest in the city. So we're going to open up the entire room to ensure that there's plenty of space to spread out. We are going to be sanitizing our auditorium in between services. And to give our team a little bit of extra time to do that, we are adjusting our service times. So go to our website and look at the service times for your location. You're going to notice that our staff and our surf teams are all wearing masks because we want to create a healthy and safe environment for both our community and our church family. So if you attend in person as your pastor, I'm going to ask you to please put on a mask, not only for safety, but also to realize that we are in this together. Well, parents, our City First Kids team cannot wait to have your kids back here. And after being together, cooped up for months, you parents probably can't wait to drop them off. As you can see, our kids' faces got just a little makeover during COVID. It's fresh, it's clean, we've got wider hallways, which means there's more room than ever. And we want you to know that we are following the same protocols and procedures to make sure that our kids' spaces are safe, germ-free, and full of fun. We cannot wait until our City First kids are back here in these hallways and in these classrooms learning about how much Jesus loves them. So City First Church, we are so ready for you. Now I realize things are gonna look a little bit different when we gather again, but all kinds of things are still the same. In fact, we believe that God's power and His presence is gonna be here as we worship together. So whether you decide to join us in person or online, we wanna encourage you guys to get ready to lean in and be expectant for what God wants to speak into your life. We love you, City First. You know, Lisa, one of my favorite messages of the year mm -hmm. was a very recent message yeah. in this Trust Issues series, uh, Jesus T-shirts. Oh, that's and a good I one. Just, I just, <laughs> I called you after, I was like, dude, you need to write a book on that. Like, that is so yes. awesome because, I mean, the reality is, is a lot of us just have trust issues. Right. And, and especially when it comes to dealing with other Christians, sometimes yeah. that can kind of sour our own relationship with God, but yep. it doesn't have to. And so I want you to check out this clip uh, from Jer, uh, Jesus t-shirts. I think it's going to encourage you and I think it's something we should be thinking about as we head into the year 2021. Put it another way, it's if Jesus had a t-shirt company. Let's pretend Jesus had a t-shirt company and every time that there was a follower of his who decided to follow him, he gave that person a t-shirt, all right? And the t-shirt said, I'm with Jesus. 
All right? And uh, the T-shirt said, I'm with Jesus. So again, if you follow Jesus, then you wore a shirt that said, I'm with Jesus. But here's the problem. The issue was that some people wearing the T-shirt had a very different lifestyle or did very different things than other people that wore the T-shirt. In fact, some people who wore the T-shirt were really nice. Some people who wore the T-shirt were pretty mean. Some people who wore the T-shirt, they were pleasant to be around. Some people who wore the T-shirt were jerks. Some who wore the T-shirt held themselves to a high standard and others didn't care. And, and some who wore the t-shirt, they told the truth. And some who wore the t-shirt, they lied a lot. Or maybe some were generous and some were stingy, but yet they wore the same shirt. Some maybe practiced what they preach and others didn't. Some were forgiving and some who wore the t-shirt were super toxic. Some kept their word and some couldn't be trusted. Some actually who wore the t-shirt did the exact opposite of what Jesus commanded them to do. Now, all of a sudden, you're a person. You don't wear the T-shirt. You're just interacting with people who do from time to time. And some of the people that wear the T-shirt, you really respect, and they're cool people. And then some people who wear the T-shirt drive you crazy. And then one day, somebody walks up to you and says this, hey, do you want to put on a T-shirt? And at that moment, you're like, mm, I'm not sure, because I'll put on the T-shirt if it means that I'm like those people, but I don't want to put on the t-shirt if it means that I'm now affiliated with those other people. You see, all of a sudden, there's a pause, right? Well, it's crazy to think about that we just wrapped up Christmas, that we've made it all the way through 2020. We're only four days away from a brand new year, which is pretty unbelievable because it seemed like we would never get there. But here we are four days away from brand new year. And, you know, I just have been thinking as we're reflecting yeah. on all the highs, all the lows of yeah. 2020. If you could go back to the beginning of 2020, what would you tell yourself? Relax. Hmm. Yeah, I think I would just tell myself to just relax. I think the more that I look back, I think there were moments where I overreacted or maybe even had small moments where I thought, where I, not, where I almost forgot God was in control. Right. Does that make sense? Like there can just be so much going on around you and you could spend more time just doing this and yeah. seeing just you're, you're inundated with so much information mm -hmm. that uh, if I could go back, I would have spent more time doing this. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And just um, getting into God's word and, I felt like I took advantage of some of the downtime. Right. Um, but I also feel like I still wasted some time. Sure. So, but I think overall, I think I would just tell myself to relax. And, yeah. I, and I'm carrying that word into, into this Good. next year of just going, things can still, craziness can still happen. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty encouraged by this Good. year. It's con and I know it's contrary to say, right. and I'm not just saying that because I'm a faith person, but... I'm a, I'm a realist, mm -hmm. and I also like to look at history. Right. And so I know so many people that at, you know, in March or April, they mm -hmm. said, I can't do this anymore. Right. I can't do this with my kids. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yep. And then I'm like, hey, it's, we're about to start a new year. Look at what you can do. You're much stronger than you thought that you were. And so I'm carrying that mentality in the next year, and, and I, I think that uh, I think we're going to see God do some, some pretty yeah. incredible things.
So, Lisa, what is what's the last clip? What what? How are we how are we going to end yeah. this 2020 regifted? Yeah, so so good, and um, have love getting to talk with you and recap yeah. this year. And we've got a worship song that's kind of become like an anthem for us at City First this year, and it's called God Turn It Around. Because yeah. we know there's a lot of opposition this year, a lot of obstacles, but you know, we know that what the enemy intended for evil, God can turn it around for good. Absolutely. And we've seen him do it. We've seen him do it this year, bring families together. We've seen miracles happen. Yep. And you know, maybe you're even like, my 2020, I, it has not been good. Well, you know what? There's still four days left, and we believe that God can turn it around. That's and right. so we're going to go ahead and listen to the song that we've sung many times uh, this year together, God Turn It Around.
Wasn't that song awesome? Lisa, mm -hmm. it's been great reminiscing yes. in 2020. I want to encourage everyone uh, these last four days, I want you to be very intentional and prayerful about your spiritual goals for next year. Uh, there's lots of physical goals. Maybe there's some financial goals. Maybe there's some relational goals. But my hope and prayer is that you take some time over the next few days to really think about growing in your relationship with God. It is the most important thing in your life, or at least it should be the most important thing in your life. And I want you to think about, hey, what can I intentionally be doing in 2021 that perhaps I didn't do in 2020? And I wanna pray for us and we will let you finish out 2020. God, I thank you so much for the City First family, wherever they're watching from. God, I pray blessings um, on this current year and God, I pray blessings on their next year as they step into a brand new season God, I pray that you begin to do brand new things in their life spiritually, brand new things in, in their life with their career and whatever prayers that they have. God, I pray that we would pray big prayers in this coming season and trust that you are in control and you've got the whole world in the palm of your hands. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.